Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello, John. You managed to get that sentence done very quickly and then straight into the episode. A very, very cheerful good morning to everyone in the UK. I really do hope you're enjoying your government at the moment. Hey, you voted for it. <laughs> Some of you did anyway. <sighs> Didn't vote for Lizzie, did we? Fuck me. Well, no, but you voted, or those who voted, anyone who voted any for anything, you played the game. Therefore, you can't complain when you get a result you don't like. And anyone who voted for the Conservative Party, and this is I didn't vote for Liz, you voted for a system, and in a system, which allows unelected officials to become the head of the government. So, yeah. please, stop your fucking whining. This is why I don't vote at all, ever. I don't want to play the game. I refuse. How often have I read in the last few weeks about the parlous state of the economy and everything else, and the government should do something. Well, the government has just done something. Now you're complaining about it. Of course, this is the problem. But hey, don't complain, because here's why. Everyone who voted, and I don't care who you voted for, everyone who voted is responsible for this, because you played the game. Yeah, You played a game where the rules allow this kind of clusterfuck to happen. You played the game willingly, which allows an unelected person to become the leader of the country. You agreed to it. You played the game. Stop fucking moaning. Here's the thing. Governments always do this. Governments always fuck up. You know why? Because government fundamentally does not work. It cannot work. Because of complex adaptive systems and a, a, a peculiar thing called mathematics. Yeah, People say, we don't use mathematics we learned at school. Well, yeah, fuck you, we should have learned it better. Because it guides every fucking moment of every day. In fact, in fact, all right, biology boils down to chemistry. Well, we boil down to biology. Biology boils down to chemistry. Chemistry ultimately boils down to physics. And physics boils down to mathematics. So there you go. Now, here's something for you all, all right? The government is not going to save you. The cavalry is not going to arrive. The only person who will save you, dear listener, is you, dear listener. It's incumbent on you, especially as a business owner, to make your own way in life. Uh, and that means, ultimately, learning to do what, Connor? Sell. Sell. See, even Connor knows this. Yeah? <laughs> even Connor knows this. I was this. worried then. Are we. <laughs> I was really worried then, John. We spoke about what we were talking about beforehand. <laughs> Even then, I was like, oh, this is my big moment. I'm going to fuck it up. But you didn't. You got it. Well done. Give that boy a cookie. <laughs> I got it. Gold star. I was also thinking, has anyone ever said that you're mental, mate? You're just fucking nuts. Yeah, why? Loads of times. Why? <laughs> because it's it's just wonderful to hear you just ramble on. Nothing. Everything's spot on. But because it's spot on, it's very rare to hear things that are spot on, which then makes them seem out of place and therefore crazy. So for you to go onto that random side side rant about mathematics and how we should go back to school and relearn maths, it's like, <laughs> this cunt's fucking nuts. <laughs> well, th this is, for me, this is one of the great things about having an Asperger's brain. Because it's inside this bold, this incredibly attractive bold noggin. Is a, is a massively interconnected system of neurons, much more so than a neurotypical. The, the upside of that is we think quickly and we, we have a, we're able to think, I would say in parallel, but we can draw often accurate conclusions from far sparser data. 
than neurotypical is because we see patterns they don't see. The downside is we are easily sensorily overwhelmed because of that same interconnection. It's a good trade-off. I'm fucking, I mean, you don't get to choose, but if I could, I would. I fucking love being genius level smart. It's great. <laughs> my, my intellect is second only to my fucking humility. No, it's not great for everyone else. It used to piss Mrs. EBG off. No end. I used to ask her to do a little bit of research for me. And she'd come back and kind of present it or tell me about it. And she'd get about three sentences in and I'd go, yeah, okay, I get it now. And she says that, well, once she says, I don't know why I bother doing this because I literally get a few words in and you've just got the whole picture. And she said, it, it feels almost humiliating that you're so fucking smart. I says, yeah, right. It's, the only reason you're with me is because I've got a huge dick, I suppose. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anything's going to look big on that small frame, John. Exactly. exactly. It's all relative, you see. Now, some people, I swear, some people think because of the way I present myself, even the way I look, assume I'm stupid. That's a massive mistake if you mm -hmm. think that. I, I, I'm okay if people do. In fact, I like to be underestimated. I was talking to my mate, Dev, and you know, you know Dev. Dev's actually a cancer surgeon. He's, fucking got, he's got degrees coming out of orifices. I don't even have orifices, you know. And when we go out on the piss, we look like a pair of fucking yobbos and we sound like a pair of yobbos. And people always underestimate us and think, oh, they're just stupid. And it, they get so far in, they think, shit, I've been completely fucking outsmarted here. It's great. It really is. So. Selling. The cure to Lizzie Truss. Isn't it funny she's also called Elizabeth? Because of the Queen. Yeah. One Liz falls, another rises. I don't, I don't really... I'll tell you what, it's fucking hilarious. It's a sign, John. It's a sign, John. Just like the marmalade sandwiches we leave out and the double rainbows. <laughs> I'll tell you what is a sign. Apparently, there's a... I think I might have mentioned this on a previous episode, but if not, it's worth... If I have, it's worth mentioning again. Um, there's apparently a video going around of a very young Liz Truss saying about how she wants to get rid of the monarchy. Right? Who was the last person to see the Queen in an official capacity? <laughs> Liz Truss. Now, I don't care about anything else. She got off to a fucking good start, didn't she? <laughs> Hit that fucking manifesto hard, baby. Yeah, item number one is ticked off. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. So anyway, if your to-do list was like that, guys, you'd be doing well <laughs> in your business, you know? Start with something bigger. Eat that frog. Fucking get rid of the queen. Done. Right. Now what are we doing? Fucking well done, Liz. It wasn't she a Lib, Lib Dem and all? Oh, I don't fucking know. I, I pay no attention no. to her at all. Um, the thing is, be serious now here. People have been saying, oh, the government should do something. People always say the government should do something. Well, the government has done something. And it, it's, I don't know the detail of it, but it looks like it was pretty shit because people don't like it. Now, the thing is, my, my attitude is, well, why are you asking government to do this? Why don't you do it yourself? And, you know, get into discussion about it, because obviously there's some things we can't know. We, we can't set tax policy because we're just citizens. It doesn't matter to me because I don't fucking live in the country. I'm still a citizen. Well, the wider context is people will say, well, pe basically, pe people aren't smart enough or can't be trusted to govern themselves. But then my question is, well, okay, if that's so, what makes up government? Who's in government? It's people. 
Worse, it's people who are not necessarily smarter than we are, they're just better educated in politics, which is itself a fucking big red flag. But also, you've got to understand this, listeners. Politicians have got conflicting interests. First, they've got their duty to run the country for the citizens. They work for us, not the other way around, remember? But the second is they also want to preserve their fucking livelihoods and their job to get re-elected. Yeah, those are two things that are often conflicting interests. And if, if the loyalty is tested, a few of them, like Robin Cook, for instance, who I respect greatly, even though I don't anywhere near share his politics, he's dead now, did the, the decent in thing with integrity and resigned. And a few other people have done the same thing over the years. But most of them just toe the party line and compromise their own their integrity. And we get disgusted by it. And what, what happens? A month later, it's all forgotten. The latest thing comes along, whether it's manufacturer or real, and it just gets yeah. forgotten. The next thing you know, even disgraced politicians are back in their seats. It's obscene. And this is why I don't vote. Now, the answer is to everyone here, if you, if you, if you ever find yourself thinking the government should do something, someone should do something, how about you make that someone you? And it starts as a business owner with learning to fucking sell yourself. I've seen people come out with the most ridiculous ideas, such as a legally enforceable minimum rate for freelancers, because the alternative is learning to sell at a decent rate yeah. and maybe facing rejection, doing the uncomfortable thing and saying to people, yes or no, promoting yourself. If you're, not a, if you're a business owner and you're not prepared to sell yourself, you don't really deserve to be in business because that's part of it. They won't be in business long, John, will they? Well, no. And if they are, it's because someone has done something to make it easier. But that's no achievement. It's like being saying, yeah, I want to be a bodybuilder, but I don't want to lift any weights. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> you know? It, it's and, and the thing is, I, I get why people don't like selling I, I understand it you know because I, i've thought about this i thought think about it a lot when i'm walking the dogs and stuff it's either that or talk to mrs ebg about what she saw at the film club last night you know <laughs> my, my money's on the fucking business anyway i one of the reasons people don't like selling is the way they've learned to sell and often by osmosis they've not made any effort to learn they've just picked it up from their peers their competitors other people in the market what, what they read on these inane blogs and things all about giving value it's all about putting your content out there giving value giving value and being helpful the customer's always right but then it's always about it's often about being so obsequious to the point of someone will say i've got this problem yeah yeah i can help but you've got no fucking idea what that help is or even if you can help like the guy who posted i need a mentor or a coach because my business isn't doing this, that, and the other, and I'm struggling with these things. And all these fucking coaches jumped on the, the thread saying, oh, yeah, I can fix that. I've got this 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 program using hypnotherapy and NLP, all this kind of thing. Uh, maybe, mm. okay? And maybe what they do is really, really good. But here's the thing. They had no fucking idea whether they could help this man or not, because they asked no questions. For all they know, his problems were serious mental health issues. Maybe he had a fucking brain tumour. They have no idea what the cause of his problems were, so they have no business offering a solution. It's like going to the doctor, you walk in and she says, oh, I don't need to examine yet, I'm going to give you some penicillin. Okay, I came about my fucking gammy leg, but whatever. You know? So that's people see that kind of selling and I get it, it's uncomfortable. It, it, it's ugly. It's it's demoralizing. 
everybody loses their fucking dignity with it. But if you sell trans, that's transactional selling, by the way. You've got a hammer, everyone's got a fucking nail, you're going to hit it. And, and often it's, sometimes it's done out of disingenu disingenuity because people are dishonest and they just want to sell you something. But sometimes it's done through ignorance and desperation. I need to sell something. Yeah, yeah, I, I can help you. And then it's like going away struggling, think, fucking how do I fix this problem? Let's make this fucking nail fit. Let's, let's force this shoe onto my foot, you know? A better way of doing it is scarier, it's harder, and you will all, almost, in some ways, you will fail more often than you will succeed because you will consciously turn away the wrong people. And that is to sell transformationally by asking the question, well, okay, I don't know if I can help you. What's the problem? Let's dig into it first. So when someone comes to me, saying, looking to me for me as a mentor, I will ask these questions. Well, what are you trying to achieve? What are you doing so far? What, what are your results? Now, they're my, my, what I call triage questions. I want to find out the answer to three, three questions of my own. Can I help you? Do I want to help you? And are you willing and able to pay me? Well, that's why I do paid consultations. Because then I get the answer to that last question. But I won't even offer that last one until I've figured out the first two. And the, 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 the promise of the call is always, if I can't help you, or we work together, I'll give you your money back. If I can help you and do help you, and you just go away, well, I'll keep your money because you're paying for it. I'm not doing this for free. That's why I charge. Now, if I am going to do a free call, even if it's, if it's like a discovery or a sales call for a higher price commodity or, 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 or program, I will do it for free if the person is already a client because I've already answered the questions. I can help them. I want to help them. Okay. And they are willing to pay me because they've already paid me, even if it's only five pounds for a book. Mm. They've already shown willing and able to pay. Yeah, they might not want. They might not want to pay for the bigger program. That's not the point. That is an option. That they they have proven themselves. They they've passed that threshold on the triage. So learning to sell the way we teach it by asking questions, asking questions, asking questions. The assumption being, no, I'm not selling to you until you prove it's 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 worth my time and yours for me to do so. That is a way of selling with dignity, with integrity, with the, the highest ethical standards. But people don't really understand that way of selling. So they, they look at the other way of selling, foot in the door, smarmy salesman, just talk and talk and talk until they give in. So you beat them into fucking submission. I, I understand no one wants to sell like that, I don't think. Um, but just to want people to understand there is a better way. And we are the people to teach it for you, to you. So there's two ways of selling. One's transactional, one's transformational. Well, there are at least two ways of selling. I'm sure there are other ways too. Broad strokes, there's two, two types of selling. Most people think of all sales as just being transactional, and that's the difficult kind. The uh, ram, ran, ran yourself down their throat, foot in the door, as you're saying. They've got a hammer, everything's a nail. But you're saying transformational is better because it's an enjoyable experience? For both, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Transactional selling is treated as, and often is, a zero-sum game. Somebody wins the person who buys the product, uh, who, who gets the money for selling the product, and somebody often loses the person who buys a product or a service which is not suitable. That is a zero-sum game. The way we do it, it's not a zero-sum game because we won't sell if it's not going to be to their benefit. Yeah, it's a good point. It is a good point. That's why I made it. If you think sales is a zero-sum game, you're not going to be very happy in life in general because you just feel like you're constantly robbing people, essentially. Or you'll become cynical and hard-hearted. And you'll never mm. and, and you'll never really feel comfortable with what you've achieved either. Not I mean, some people might do. If you're a 
if you're a, a, a if you, there will be people out there who don't care. Um, that's you know there are psychopaths who genuinely just don't care. They're not evil. They just don't care. And there are other people who know they're dishonest and revel in it. But most people, decent people, will feel uncomfortable at taking money for something they know isn't a good fit. Yeah, I get that. I would. I'd feel terrible. That's how Hollywood depicts salesmen, isn't it? It's uh, in films and whatnot. Oh, of course they do. They're the villain. Oh, you do know. They're the villain and they, they don't care and they're just trying to get your fucking money. Yeah. Well, this, this is what might... I mean, we're getting onto something else now. Um, capitalism. I've seen people recently slagging off capitalism. If you are a business owner and you say you hate capitalism, you're a fucking hypocrite because capitalism is a very simple definition. And that is the own the, the means of production is owned by individuals, not by the state or the workers. If you are a business yeah. owner and you have one or more employees and you say you hate capitalism, you're a fucking idiot because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Cap- all, all the all the downsides to capitalism, such as nepotism um, and all, all the unfair practices, they can only occur in capitalism because of government interference. If you have laissez-faire capitalism most things can't happen yeah corruption is only possible because government has these strictures people again don't understand that so it capitalism per se earning earning money selling is actually honorable and decent and it's necessary we've seen what happens to socialist states where the government controls everything and then indeed owns everything yeah there are very few places on earth like i mean norway is one of them where there's an external source of revenue north sea oil which allows the government to control nearly everything. But most of them, they require input from outside. Cuba, North Korea, the Soviet Union, which then fucking collapsed. Now, there's, there's not a single socialist state which hasn't, which has survived without devolving back into some form of capitalism. It's, just, it's fucking crazy. What, what, what criticism have you seen thrown towards capitalism? Oh, because it's greedy. Well, it's, no, it's not. Oh, is it the greed yeah. thing? Is it just the greed angle? It's the greed thing and how... And, how, and, and often things like oh, how, say, Amazon don't pay any tax. Well, that's not nothing to do with capitalism. That's to do with fucking politics. And I know capitalism is politics, but that's... You know, it's not to, it, it would happen under socialism too. Well, it wouldn't because Amazon wouldn't be owned privately. These things can only happen because governments allow it. Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if people just focused on their own shit and just be like, right, it is what it is. The rules are the rules. How can I best perform within this this game with this rule set? I bet every fucking toss pot who says Amazon pay no tax, I guarantee if someone comes along to them and says, here's a way for you to pay no tax, they'd take it every fucking time. I would, but then again, I don't criticise I don't criticise Amazon. If they get a tax rebate, I bet they don't say, oh no, it's okay, you can have it back. I don't want it. Guarantee it. And that makes them lying, hypocritical scum. Yeah, but the, the mere fact you've said that now means that they'll lie and be pedantic and say, no, no, I, I'm happy to pay my taxes. I'm happy. Nothing's done paying more. I bet they don't give rebates back. I bet, I bet when the Chancellor cuts, cuts the, rat, the income tax rate, I bet they don't say, no, 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 no. I'll keep my rate the same. You can do that, you know, if you want. There's nothing to stop you donating to the government. Don't hear many people doing it. It's interesting because they have they have cut the basic uh, rate of income tax to 
19%. I'm pretty sure it was only 20% to begin with. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to all these fucking social justice warriors saying, no, thank you, I want to pay more tax. I, w- I want to pay my fair tax. Because if 20% was fair, well, then 19% is unfair. Mm, and apparently that's that estimates 31 million people are going to get £170 a year more. <laughs> what do you get out of bed for £170 a year more? I want to get out. I want to get out of bed for hundred seventy quid. Full stop. I like my bed too much. That's fucking hilarious. Do you know what's also funny? Uh, and I, I bet the capitalist hating people hate this. Uh, the forty five percent higher rate of income tax has been abolished. Yeah, I, I actually saw some numbers on that yesterday. I don't know what they were, but basically, the guy was saying there is this many people paying that much tax, and there are this many people far more paying a less amount of tax and it, it, yeah. it comes it's like 80 20 it's something like 80 percent of the tax revenue has come 20 yeah. percent high earners mm. uh, some, something like that I, I don't know the numbers so please don't shoot the messenger but it was something like that the point the illustrated point was pissing and moaning about rich people being pay, paying less tax um isn't really a problem because they pay the vast majority of tax receipts anyway some, something like that. oh yeah anyway tax Tax is theft. Taxation is theft. So you know that we know my point of view on that. Yes, but it doesn't it seem odd that the government is like having to borrow sixty billion pounds or or something like that. They're not using any quantitative easing, yet they're cutting tax across the board. Do you think they'd be doing <laughs> anything they can to try and recoup some of that? This is the problem with with any kind of planned economy or management of an economy. Yeah, it's whack-a-mole. Because of because of the mathematics of complex adaptive systems, you hit one problem and it goes bing somewhere else. Yeah? Mm. You, you you cannot control them. And and the re- one of the reasons we have inflation, for instance, at all, is because we have um currency by what's called fiat, as opposed to a gold-backed currency when inflation doesn't occur. And quantitative easing is an option, but printing money just devalues what's out there, so inflation goes mental. We are in for some really fucking horrible times ahead, I'm telling you. This, but this is inevitable. I mean, even if we had a laissez-faire economy, where it's a free-for-all, we would still get cycles of boom and bust, but they wouldn't be as pronounced. Yeah? The, the, people need to understand, boom and bust is inevitable. The problem we have is our, our meddling and interference with it doesn't make it any better. It actually makes it worse. It's a little bit like forest. Think about this way, an analogy. Forest fires, they are inevitable. They're, un, they, you, you, they're a fact of life. There are some plants that will not germinate unless their seeds have been through a forest fire. It's, it's that important to the ecology. Well, with fire management practices in, say, California and Australian places, they try to you know keep, down, keep, keep things not burning. They, they want to avoid fire, forest fires. They can't. So when they do have them, they basically burn out of control because they set up the situation for this to occur, runaway burning. Whereas if we'd left nature to nature, yeah, they burn still, but they burn probably more frequently, but less intensely. They're, they're not so big, they don't burn for so long, the damage is less. Yeah. So you can't, it's a little like that, boom and bust is the same. If we had a, in a laissez-faire economy, we would still have boom and bust. But the highs would be probably lesser, the troughs would definitely be lesser, and the trend would still be upwards and probably quicker, because innovation would not be stifled. Yeah? 
we're getting way beyond what we're supposed to be talking about here, and most people probably won't even understand what I'm talking about. I am right. Yeah? Not because I say so, but because mathematics say so. I am the messenger here. <laughs> it's fascinating stuff, and will be instrumental to the, well, it'll be the, the core of my new book that's coming out, which I've been writing for the last eight years. Why your life is so crap. And I know a load of you already bought it. Don't worry, you'll get it. So once we've finally finished fucking wellfedbusiness.com, uh, the book, they're, they're, <laughs> they're then going to have the book, Why Your, Why Your Life Sucks. Yeah, and also we've got Grow Your Business Fast is being updated. That's going to be a profound update, that is. That, that will subsume, that look, sorry, that will eclipse anything we've done hitherto. The first book in 2013 was fucking groundbreaking. Not my words, my reader's words. Um, and it's still referred to as the Bible by many people. The the updated version will be something else, and it will be it will be paper only, and you probably won't be able to buy it from Amazon either. It was that book, John, that um, got me into marketing. That was the first ever marketing book I read, and everything since then has been a disappointment, <laughs> including me. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, somehow fucking. I used your own tactics against you, John. I read the marketing book and I, I attracted you, I seduced you, and then I sold you on the idea of starting a business together. Yeah, now my fucking me. God, do I wish my dad dad never gave me that book, eh? I'm a shadow of my... So it's gonna, I'm going to keep gonna keep the name. I'm going to almost keep the cover. I'm going to change the cover slightly. I'm going to change that image and probably that one. But otherwise, everything else is going to stay the same. This headline scores 89% on AI headline tester, which is pretty un- almost unheard of. I could probably improve it by putting things like celebrities' names in there, but there's no point because that wouldn't, it wouldn't actually gel with my target market. If all the listeners hadn't already fucked off when we started diving into semantics about various shit, they, they definitely are disappearing talking about AI headline. <laughs> analyzers the fuck is that anyway so to sum up this episode one take responsibility for your own business learn to sell because the government ain't going to do it for you then the cavalry is not coming and you are on your own really anyway i'll go out of the gym because i've got a busy day today not like you you've got a really fucking busy day yeah you got to speak to some dickhead and then you got to speak to the clients some sad loser at 12. Then I got to speak to more sad losers at two. Then I've got a client who I won't call a sad loser. He paid me loads of money the other day, the other week, at one. So come three o'clock-ish when I finish, I'm just going to sit in that chair over there and go. Tomorrow we're talking about the ethics of premium pricing. Ethics of premium pricing, cool. And tomorrow, John... You have blanked out your calendar so you can have a day of thinking. Yeah. All to my benefit. Well, hopefully mine as well, because if you get your thinking fucking sorting, then uh, then the business will benefit. Yeah, let's get it done. All right, then. Well, thank you for listening, guys. As always, uh, Holly has told me, because we, we recently gave Holly a promotion. I can't remember if we said this, and we made her... The, uh, the podcast manager gave us some extra monies and some extra responsibilities. And she, she's told me that the uh, that only something like 25% of people that listen 
actually subscribe something along those lines i can't remember the exact numbers but there's a disproportionate amount of listeners versus subscribers i want you to subscribe just so i can have the vanity metric if i'm honest and so we do pop up in your inbox every time you subscribe whether that's on youtube or on uh, spotify or apple podcasts for those that are ready to take their business a little bit more seriously Beat the mini budget and the collapsing pound and learn how to sell transformationally rather than transactionally. Go to wellfedfreelancer.com and uh, you'll also get the eight free bonuses that make up the most unbelievable free gift gift ever. And if you don't like it, you get double your money back and a pizza. Nine. I always say eight. Why do I always say eight? used to be eight. It used to be eight. So nine gifts that make up the most unbelievable free gift ever. Go for to wellfedfreelancer.com to buy your copy for five pounds. And on that note, see you later. Five fucking pounds. Oh, it's a, it's, maybe it's too cheap, Connor. Every chance. Every chance. Make it nine quid, might be taken more seriously. Mm. <laughs> it's a good point. Hadn't even thought of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about that tomorrow. Yes. All right. Anyway, guys, fuck off. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.